Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent-pending movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a movie. Today is Wednesday, April 5th, 2023, and today we're reviewing the film that might be the most surprising 90-plus on Rotten Tomatoes to date in the year 2023, Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Yeah. And it's not just a, a movie where a guy is just playing Dungeons & Dragons with you. I would argue there's no Dungeons & Dragons being played. I guess we'll talk about it in the review. Look, I we this came out last week. We obviously had two movies come out one week, so one of them naturally had to get the bump. John Wick Four seemed more appealing, but I mean, well, John Wick Four was very good. But listen to last week's podcast if you haven't already. But this was actually pretty good. I thought we were gonna watch Air, that Michael Jordan movie, something else. But it was like, no, we just couldn't pass up on Dungeons and Dragons ties. So as two guys who know very, 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 very little about Dungeons and Dragons, our only experience is through the Part of My Take podcast. Yeah. Um, I think we'll have a good perspective on it. Yeah, it'll be fun. We also got some movie trailers to talk about. Yes, yes. I don't know why, but... Oh, I know why. Let's what? get into the show. 60% of the time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I don't feel so good. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> Okay, Ty, I alluded to it. The reason all of these trailers came out in the last few days, and I think I'm actually onto something here. You know what the start of April is? What? Start of Q2, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, quarter two yeah. starts in April, and I feel like um, I don't know if your business, your 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 company, your employer operates in quarters. Not at all. Uh, my my company does, so I'm very familiar with the quarter system. Okay, and I know it's usually like. You kind of want to drop something at the beginning of the quarter, get investors excited, get some buzz around the brand. I mean, shit, the WWE sale just happened. That's not movie related. That happened right at the beginning of Q2, and all the stockholders, you know, the shares went way up. So Vince McMahon looked like a Spanish conquistador. <laughs> His mustache. There's a lot of drama going on right now with wrestling because he's probably back in the fold, and people don't like it. And I think he's uh, Dana White's boss now, which is pretty cool. Oh, shit. Um. But yeah, start of quarter two means we get a bunch of movie trailers, apparently, because yeah. a slew of comic book stuff. I mean, we had the Blue Beetle was kind of the first wave of this. Now, there's we don't talk about every trailer. Like, there's this paint trailer that came out a few weeks ago. We didn't talk about that. But mm -hmm. there was the Blue Beetle trailer. There was the um, Secret Invasion trailer. The Secret Invasion trailer for the Disney Plus series coming out in June, I believe. Um, there was the, why am I blanking right now, Ty? The Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse? What's the second one called? Across the Across Spider-Verse Spider Part, Part 1. one. That trailer dropped, and the Barbie trailer all dropping within the last three to four days. Which one would you like to start with? You know what? I'll answer that for you. Ladies first. What would you think of the Barbies trailer? Oh, okay. Barbie? Barbies. Barbie. Just Barbie. What would you think of the Barbie trailer? Uh, looks like it's going to be a blast. Oh, really? Yeah, it just looks so campy and ridiculous, but in the best way. Like, they're not trying to make this serious. They're trying to make it just very fake, like a kid's imagination. All of them are named Barbie. All of them are named Ken. It looks ridiculous. It just looks like it's going to be a very funny, light-hearted, easy-to-watch good time of a movie. And just a stacked cast, also. I thought it looked pretty terrible. Yeah? I don't think I'm going to enjoy this film. No. I think I'm... Maybe it's subconscious. I just feel like everyone's going to like it. I just want to be the guy that doesn't like it. Yeah, you want to be the movie snob? Yeah. All right, Armin White. Um, no, it looks, it looks fine. I think it's just like... 
I don't know. I guess I, I never played with Barbies and everything, so I, I I don't have the personal hype. But I see this movie that just looks mid, and there's a lot of hype about it. And I'm just like, why are we hyping this up? Stupid commercialized movies. But then here I am personally hyping up the movie we're reviewing next week, the Super Mario Bros. movie, which isn't getting great reviews. Spoiler alert. Um, so it's probably just the same situation. It's just I played Mario, and so I, I, I hold that a little closer to my heart. Okay. I, it just looks like it's going to be fun. Like, it doesn't look like they're doing anything serious. It looks like it's just going to be, like, very comedic and, like, have jokes for kids but also adults throughout. And Beach off? Yeah. Was it, was that what they said? Yeah. He said, I'll beat you off right now. <laughs> that was pretty funny. I'll be honest. <laughs> like, I, I think it's just going to be a very, very fun, easy watch that the entire family can enjoy. Adult stuff sprinkled in. Um, but, oh, Will Ferrell. Well, Farrell is in it. He's like, I think the head of Mattel. Love that. Um, I just feel like it's going to be, I think that's already been confirmed that it's not. And maybe I'm wrong in saying this. It just feels like it's going to be a fish out of water. Barbie goes to the real world. Oh my God. Look at her being so quirky. Not knowing the real world. That just trope movie that we've seen. I don't know. 77 times. So enchanted on Google. I don't know how this is just the about me tab on Google. You're the synopsis guy, so. After being expelled from Barbie land for being a less than perfect looking doll, Barbie sets off for the human world to find true happiness. I just think Margot Robbie is the one that's less than perfect. Wow. Bold take. <laughs> um, it looks fine. It's harmless. I don't think it's going to be getting a 90 on our scale, but hopefully it's good enough to be getting, you know, within the lines or maybe potentially above the lines if they really blow us away. Yeah. Um. I don't think it'll be bad. Best picture nominee? I don't think that either. Um, <laughs> Spider-Verse, speaking of more commercialized stuff. So you just watched the trailer right before this. Yeah. Um, they directly mentioned Tom Holland's Spider-Man pretty yep. much and Doctor Strange. Yep. No Way Home. Riley just showed me before you guys came over that the the Sony India trailer they released on YouTube starts different. It doesn't have any like that school stuff like, you know, like when they're the parent-teacher conference. Mm -hmm. It has like a weird like i can't think of the word right now um it's just like it's the three different spider-man it's like toby Maguire's a quote just from one of his movies and then it shows like the toby Maguire suit but i think it might be animated but it's not and then it's a garfield quote and then it's a holland quote and then it jumps into the trailer and it has like text it's like you know the hero but this hero is different uh, whatever so i don't know i just think it's 100 percent confirmed my theory that tom holland and probably the other ones are going to be at the end of this or in the second one maybe cameos Maybe just quick little lines in the hall of, of Spider Man. Yeah, I think so. Maybe I don't maybe they won't play a, a main part. I think they might set something up on the end of the second one with them. We have that Madam Webb movie. Yeah. And who knows what they do with that and all the things they could do there. But I just think I don't know, it seems to make a lot of sense to me that we'll get them in some capacity at the end of this film or in the second film. Yeah, I mean, I see it as a possibility. I don't think it's guaranteed. Um, it could be, if they're going to do it, they're not going to do anything like story wise. I don't see them actually using Tom Holland, Spider-Man in an animated capacity outside of the Disney plus series that they have planned. Um, so I think that this movie is more than likely just going to be their own version of, you know, no way home with all the different Spider-Man and shit and expanding on the first one. It looks like it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, it, it looks it looks very good. There's a lot of Spider-Man. They're leaning into that. Yeah. Um, the 2099 or whatever, the Oscar Isaac Spider-Man. Yeah. Looks incredible. He's going to be such a good villain. 
yeah, he, he looks great. And they're, they're teasing. Riley said this, so I can't take full credit, but she, you know, they're teasing the, he's got to sacrifice someone. It's like, Oh, oh who's yeah. he going to sacrifice? And Riley's like, that's the twist. He doesn't have to sacrifice anyone. He's the one that doesn't, that breaks the mold. Oh shit. So that's a good twist, right? His uncle's already dead from the first one though. He did lose his that's uncle. True. That's true. <laughs> he already made that sacrifice. That's very true. But they were leaning into that in the trailer. Yeah. You know, choose one person over the fate of all the worlds or whatever so i'm not very familiar with miles morales spider-man versus like peter parker spider-man but i do know in the uh spider-man ps4 game miles yeah. morales is in it uh his dad dies there we go the police officer there he, we go he gets killed and that's like a changing moment but i don't think his uncle dies in that so maybe they replace his dad with his uncle in this one someone will die that's the spider-man thing gotta. someone's gotta die someone's gotta die it's uncle ben and then it's gwen stacy and then it's Aunt May, but hot Aunt May. Oh, yeah, Marissa, Marissa Tomei. Tomei, not old, old Aunt May. Old Aunt May also died. She wasn't the initial sacrifice, uh-uh, though. No. So it doesn't really matter. To some, maybe that is the hot Aunt May. <laughs> um, and then the third trailer from the weekend. Why am I blanking again? Blue Beetle? Blue Beetle, yeah. yes. I keep blanking on this trailer. That, that was the first one that came out. Look, it looks really fun. We didn't watch Shazam. Uh, Fury of the Gods, we just kind of both agreed we didn't want to watch a mediocre movie that's going to have zero implications on the DCU moving forward, as confirmed by James Gunn. Yeah. Um, Shout out Zachary Levi, the mm-hmm. main character, for not watching Black Adam. Just complete pettiness going on over there. Really? How do you, Did he come out and say this? Uh, yeah, it was an interview. And they asked if he'd watch Black Adam. And there's like a bunch of like reporters and stuff saying that Dwayne Johnson blocked Henry Cavill's uh, Superman from appearing in Shazam 2. And also, like, refused for him to show up in Shazam 2, even though he's a fucking Shazam villain. Uh, because he wanted to turn that villain into a hero on its own. Yeah. And so someone did an interview like, oh, what'd you think of Black Adam? He's like, oh, I haven't got around to watching it yet. <laughs> like, I just, I fucking love that. Pure pettiness. Yeah, so we decided we didn't want to watch that film. Um, we'll probably see the Flash movie. Um, I think a lot of people have determined they're not going to see this Shazam movie considering it had an estimated budget of 110 to 125 million and as of right now according to box office mojo it's at 120 million so it's just barely breaking even even before you consider marketing no complete shit show um there's like a thing where Zachary Levi had to go out and like make a post and he was like yeah you know John Wick's good that's a fun movie but it's r-rated so come watch a family movie instead and it's just like yeah you shouldn't have to do that for your big budget superhero movie. The first one didn't make a lot of I mean it made a lot of money, 365 million, but that's not like up there with some of the other, you know. Well, how often do superhero sequels make less than the original? Yeah, that's it's very true. rare. Well, I mean just look in domestic opening um of the first one was 53 million dollars, the second one 30 million dollars. Yeah. So that's a that's a 60% decrease whatever that equates to. So like, usually if you're successful to where you get a sequel on a superhero movie, like, you make more money. The only one I can think of, maybe Ant-Man and the Wasp, but, like, all of the Marvel sequels have made more. Iron Man, definitely. Captain America, definitely. Thor, maybe. The third one definitely did. Yeah. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp maybe didn't. Wakanda Forever, I don't. I know didn't. That's because the first one was, like, record-breaking. Yeah kind of different situation there yeah but just definitely not a good sign and it just shows that like people know that movie doesn't matter shit and (laughs) they don't care but it's kind of i don't know 
the Blue Beetle trailer, I feel like, like teased the rest of the DC without like ever directly mentioning anything. Mean? How so? Uh, I don't know. I didn't they make a couple of lines? It's been a couple of days since I watched it. <laughs> I thought they like referenced Batman or something. They did. Like that. They called Batman a narcissist. Yeah, no, something. Um, but like, who are they talking about? Is it Ben Affleck? Is it uh, old man? <laughs> Fucks the other guy. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Well, the whole thing's getting reset in, in the Flash movie. We know that. Um, and this is. Sorry, I got distracted by something. Sorry. Um, and this Blue Beetle's like the first movie that kicks it off, and it looks fun. Like I know it's like, kind of like DC Spider Man. I think it's different enough from Spider Man. Um, a lot different, I think from Spider-Man traditionally to avoid being a copycat. And it looks like it actually has James Gunn's fingerprints on it. And if all else fails, they make a good movie. That's fun and doesn't take itself too seriously. And we've talked about it so many times here on the podcast, like DC was in a weird place where they wanted to make more serious adult comic book movies. But you know, they have like their, their super R rated ones. Um, they have like the Joker, the Batman, and those that are obviously different. They're really leaning into it, but a lot of their DCEU films were in like that weird middling ground where it's like, we don't want to be Marvel, but we also don't want to be too dark because then we're not going to make as much money because it's rated R. Yeah. So they, that's why, what put them in that weird place, that weird in between place. And it just like, no one was really enjoying it because kids didn't like it. Adults were just kind of like, okay, like if we want to watch an edgy superhero movie, at least go edgy. Um, so maybe Blue Beetle's a little change up and they just embrace like, hey, Marvel and DC Comics are pretty similar. Maybe we should just make the movie similar. Yeah, and I think with James Gunn and seeing this movie, like there's there's a balance to where you can make something that adults like that also is for kids. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, most superhero movies are. Um, and you can do that separate from your very serious grounded, you know, the Batmans. Yeah. Um, and tell those stories separately. And I like that they finally committed to this is going to be this, that's going to be that and splitting it up. Um, and so I think I, I'm hopeful this movie looks like it could be really corny, but James Gunn being attached to it gives me blind confidence um, as it should. It's just, it's really a fucking scale right here where you have James Gunn lifting it up and all the DC's bad, bad blood <laughs> weighing it down. Uh, this will be very telling. This, however good this movie is, if James Gunn really has full control and we're getting a James Gunn type universe, or if it's still just DC and they got a name. Well, I'm pretty sure at least definitely pre-production started before James Gunn, I would imagine. Um, yeah, end of November 2018. Hired The director was hired February 2021. So the, 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 the production started, so... Yeah, we of course, I, can make the excuse he didn't have his full fingerprints on it the whole way, but and that I think it's as long as this movie isn't shit, as long as it seems like James Gunn had final say over the overarchy, you know, overarching um, style of it, mm-hmm. and that final cut, and you can see it's headed the right direction. That'll be a good sign, even if it isn't the best movie. So they James Gunn assumed his position in November of 2022. Filming of this was May to july it looks like so but yeah they can make it decent i i think it'll be if not anything else just fun not taking itself too serious like the first shazam it was fun yeah it was good and then the second one just looks horrible <laughs> um <laughs> you want to get into dungeon Jack- dragon sight is there anything to say about secret invasion that trailer just i 
it, it bored me to sleep. It me too. Like I just was like watching. I'm like, what even is this? I'm kind of down on Marvel right now. I just yeah. I I'm, don't know. I'm right there with you. I was watching new season of Mandalorians out. Go watch that. Um, it's been fucking wonderful, and I've been loving every second of it. And it just made me think. Like I love those episodic TV shows. And I'm just not excited for, like, anything Marvel's doing here, Grease. Like, there hasn't been one in a long time. The upcoming one, I'm not very excited for. Um, Guardians is going to be wonderful. Tickets went on sale Hopefully. and they released. I mean, that's going to be wonderful. <laughs> but outside of that, I just, I don't know. I hope this is good. But even then, it looks like they're going to take, like, a, I, I kind of want to say Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, TV show. Yeah. Kind of thing where it's very serious and, like, well, that show got really messed up by the pandemic well, and you, having to rewrite the whole show. Yes, but the tone <laughs> of it for Marvel, like, I think it's going to have that same kind of tone, yeah. the more serious tone, which, like, Marvel has done well in the past, but here recently has not. Well, I think, yeah, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier also had that social commentary underneath it, and I think Moon Knight was good, maybe a little bit better or a little bit worse in hindsight than we were saying in the moment. So they can do it, but it's like, if it doesn't have those underlying themes those underlying trends underlying social commentary it's like well what are we doing here yeah was it just and you just wanted to do something with sam jackson because it's sam jackson like yeah and everything's felt so disconnected it's felt so long since they've teased this whole secret invasion thing like fans like have completely forgot about it and that's the problem that you know they might not be realizing is like when you tease something in iron man 3 or whatever i'm not i can't think of a specific example right I now i think it was far from home is when this was teased you no know, yeah yeah Far From Home was the first time it was teased and then further teased uh, WandaVision when Wanda, oh, not Wanda, um, Photon, Photon Monica Rambeau. Yeah, Monica Rambeau meets with the one lady. Um, but like if you tease something in Iron Man 3 in the past and then it comes to fruition two years later, audiences, you know, maybe they're like, oh yeah, that happened. But they also didn't have 50 hours of content consumed in the middle of that that makes you forget about it. You know, so it's it's a little bit different. Like, We've had one or two movies in between. We're picking up on this loose end that we established. It doesn't seem like there's so much going on. Whereas now, you set up a loose end. You do 40 projects. Some of them interconnected. Some of them not. None of them piecing together. And then you pick it back up, and it's like, who remembers this? Who even cares? Yeah. Who wants this? This has been teased a few times, but it's not like a Thanos-level tease where you like tease it a few times and build up to it. Like You haven't made us that interested in it. And I, When did Captain Marvel come out? 2019, 2018, in between the two Avengers. Yeah. So Captain Marvel came out first and we see the scrolls and then Spider-Man 2 is what started this. Yeah. And us wanting to see this and and um is that the one with Nick Fury in space? Is that that post-credit scene? Yeah. Or is that after WandaVision? No, that's that post-credit scene. Cuz you find out that the the scroll has Nick been Nick Fury, Fury. Yeah, that you see in the movie isn't Nick Fury, excuse me. Yeah, that was 4 years ago. And then you just have so much other shit going on that it's just like, okay. And then you finally get back around to it. Like, I don't know. I hope it's good. I'm going to watch it. I was trying to give it the COVID excuse, but I don't even think I can give it that because production didn't start till September 2020. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it's really good. It could be really good. And I we might just be... Pessimistic? Pessimistic, and it'll blow us out of the water, and it'll make us buy back in, time. But right now, it's like... I just don't know how I'm feeling about the MCU. Yeah. As sad as it is, man. And like, do I really want a spy thriller as it's called in this Wikipedia page about Nick Fury and a bunch of scrolls whose name I don't remember? Yeah. 
MCU was almost completely fucked with Jonathan Majors almost getting into trouble. Well, I don't. Are we sure it's an almost? Yeah. 100% confirmed that she lied. Video footage of it. She admitted she lied. Not a problem. I have not seen this. I'll say allegedly. Not allegedly. Video evidence proving him innocent. Did not do any of the things that were claimed he did. Allegedly. Not allegedly. Did not do any of the things that claimed he did. I'm not seeing anything about this, Ty. That's because all the clicks are Jonathan Majors did something bad. But if you type in Jonathan Majors, innocent. Oh, yeah. So when you have to search those keywords. um, I don't know. His attorney said he was completely innocent. The, His attorney said the video proves he'll be completely innocent, but the video has not been released yet. I'm just going to go ahead and say uh, allegedly for now. Uh, everything that I've seen, he's completely been off the hook. There are no more charges being pressed against him. He's innocent. Not allegedly. He's going to look real bad if none of this is comes to fruition. That's fine. They would be fine. They've already established that variants can look different. Except for they did a whole planet of variants that look exactly like him. You know who... Full, full circle moment? Terrence Howard. <laughs> is that how we get him back? Yeah. <laughs> And one of his variants is just uh, fucking War Machine. War Machine. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Um, do you want to get into Dungeons & Dragons, Ty? Yeah, let's talk about it. Edgin's life was turned upside down after his wife died. But when he finds a way to bring her back, he is set up and sent to jail. Once he gets out, he must figure out what he values most to help get his daughter back and right his wrongs. Edgin. I did have to look up that name. I have no idea what all these names were. It's Chris Pine. Is Edgin. I didn't know his name. Edgin. I am just now learning his name. That being said, I did miss probably the first 45 seconds of this movie. I don't think that that was, uh, <laughs> I don't think that was the important part to catch his name there. Maybe more. Might've been more. Okay. <laughs> what did you see first? Snow. Were they walking in the snow? Did you miss Pick the prison break? No. When they, ju- they grabbed the, the bird. Oh, okay. I mean, he just explains that he was a, like, what his life was. No, I saw that. That was before the prison break. When he was telling that counsel? No. Prior oh. to that, I think. Oh, fuck. Maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was that counsel. We just watched this movie, Ty. This is the rare yeah. watch and record in the same day. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember what it, like, exactly starts off with. Admittedly, I walked into, now please enjoy Dungeons and & Dragons, and I was still finding my seat those first 10 seconds myself. How was Civic? Any movie theater experiences to talk about? Completely normal, just as I it should be. Just nothing nothing bad. Until we find out halfway through the podcast there was a screen issue or a sound issue when I bring up something that you experienced differently. Like that one movie. I don't remember what movie it was where you said it, was, it looked qu- uh, dark. Oh, no, no, no. This one, I mean, it was a little dark, but it was fine. It was average <laughs> quality, average cinema experience. Yeah, I went to the Cinemark at the movie theater, and honestly, like, if that wasn't attached to the movie theater and it wasn't so freaking, you know, yeah. so much trouble going on over there, yeah. it'd probably be my favorite movie theater. Risk I just feel of... like they have the best theaters. Okay. Like, like their screens are great. I like their, their lobby. Their lobby's good. Their yeah. sound system's good. Their recliners don't recline that far, but they do have heaters. And I love Preston no Riley's shit. heater button when she's not looking and then she gets mad. It's freaking hilarious. They have heaters? Yeah. Victoria would love that. Seated heats. She brings Seated her... heat. Heated seats. Heated... <laughs> she brings her a blanket to the movie theater occasionally. But with all that comes the fact that they had to have a police officer at the front door. Yeah, there's the risk of being <laughs> shot. Um, 
anytime you're in that area. And let me tell you, I snuck something in. Yeah? Was it a gun? No, I put coffee in uh, this little... Hydro flask? Water bottle right here, yeah. You got to rinse it out. Does your water taste I like already, coffee now? I already rinsed it out. Good to go. I've been drinking this water during the podcast. Yeah, Dungeons & Dragons, though. None of us have played... Neither of us have played it. And I think growing up for a long time, we probably did stigmatize it. I oh, think a lot percent. of people do. Yeah. And I think after learning about what it really is with part of my take through through, yeah. through part of my take and them doing it like a recording session and this movie doesn't really tell you at all what dungeon and dragons you is will like. you will learn nothing about the game through this all that being said i wouldn't mind a dungeon and dragon sesh no, i'm right there with you part of my take made it okay they they normalized it because <laughs> you hear people play and it's just playing make-believe with your friends <laughs> but someone's in charge of the make-believe yeah we all did it as kids yeah and it just seems like I a good just, time I can already, I know I'd have a fucking blast if I got you guys a little tipsy, not drunk, just a little tipsy, loosen you up, and we had like a Dungeon & Dragon session on the Bachelor Party, as freaking That's lame as that sounds. <laughs> I, if you want it, I'll find someone to run it. Can you imagine the the feud between like Brandon and Miko? And how incredible. Miko, his entire existence in the game would be to kill, like, kill Brandon. Yeah, it'd be incredible. <laughs> and shit would go off the rails, and it'd just be a good time. It seems like it'd be a blast. And then we'd have Conrad, you know, getting mad at us because we're not... uh Doing no, the objective. Con- no, Conrad would get super fucking pissed off because he'd keep rolling ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck did you roll a one? I'm going to tell him to listen to this. Bash would just be there for the ride. Yeah. He'd have no idea what was going on, but he'd have <laughs> no. a good time. He would be the guy hyping up the, the game master. <laughs> like the game master would be saying stuff. And you know how Bash is. Bash would be like, oh, oh shit, oh shit. And then he'd roll like a 20 and he'd pound his chest and fucking. It'd be fun. It seems like a good room. time. Seems like a real good time. Now, I, I will say there's elements from this that seemed like it was inspired by friends being stupid. Yeah. Um, and the Dungeons and Dragons kind of element playing into this mythical land uh, that they created. Because you get some of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff. I'm just going to read this Digital Spy article. I mean, this will play into our key elements, I think. But, you know, we'll have a more nuanced conversation. But there's a lot of stuff that we don't we just don't know, like the the IP you know, like this article, Dragonborn and Aarakocra, I don't know, um, something that appeared in the movie, Baldur's Gate, Neverwinter, and Waterdeep, those are all things in the game. The Mimic, that little tongue chest thing, Displacer Beast, that's that little panther looking thing when they're in there. All the spells, you know, Owlbear, the one thing the girl turns into when okay. you first see her. Yeah. The Intellect Devourer, those little walking brains, a bunch of stuff. It's just stuff because it's like preset kind of stories that you go on and adventures you go on with these characters. And that's kind of what the game is and that lore and all that stuff is from like those missions, I guess. Yeah. And there's a bunch. This one screen rant article is 32. I don't have to go in through. But even like some of the the tablet of reawakening, the thing that makes her turn invisible, pennant invisibility, all that stuff. So there definitely is some like IP in there. And I'm sure the Dungeons and Dragons fans were popping when they saw these different things kind of appear now this is interesting like sorry did you have a point just any notes on the fat dragon being a part of oh i thought that was hilarious i was that seems like something where like you're having fun with the friends and like what if he was like really fat yeah (laughs) just like okay i was cackling a lot when i was just rolling around (laughs) um that was good um I don't remember the point I was going to make. I'm sorry. Fuck, I'm sorry, Jad. The fat dragon. It literally showed up on the preview as I was talking about it. I couldn't forget it. The fat dragon's good, man. I was I was cackling. Yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything. Don't know what I was about to say. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. It seems like a lot of fun. I was the one that was talking over you. It seems like a lot of fun, though, uh, to play the actual game. 
And I'm sure that they, like, if you do, you would appreciate this movie more. Yeah, for sure. Compared to, like, the standard audience. But even then, like, I still, I, I dug it. There's a lot of shit that I was just like, okay, we're doing that. I accept it. There are post-credit scenes. Did you stay? It was a mid-credit scene. Plural? No, sorry, just mid-credit. Yeah, scene. just one. What was it? Um, the dead guy waiting to be asked his last question so he could go back to being dead. Got it. Yeah, it was just a comedic relief thing. Nothing setting it up, but very open to future. Oh yeah, films. it's Dungeons and Dragons. They just got to get together. I was kind of hoping, and I, I get why they didn't do it. I was hoping we get a post credit of like Michelle Rodriguez and Chris Pine and all the people just as people. Like, yeah. All right, good session, guys. Yeah. Um, just they, walking away. They did make it seem like Chris Pine was the game master because all these people had different things and he's yeah. just like i'm just a planner i'm just here saying what we're gonna do yeah so million they, percent they lean into that um i don't know i'm not I, i'm not a dungeon and dragons like player i'm not a dungeon and dragons fan i i hope it did it the service it seems like it did i mean i don't know if we mentioned it yet it has a 91 percent on rotten tomatoes 93 audience so yeah it's getting received really well people are loving this movie um let's get into plot slash story ty what'd you uh what'd you think of the story they laid out in this fictional world so as i as i teased in my synopsis um you meet the main character chris pine and his wife's murdered because of him uh in the beginning well we don't know that we don't know that well we kind of know that but we don't know the full extent of it yeah um, classic later reveal that he was the one that was fully to blame yeah entirely well someone else did commit murder mm-hmm. so even with him doing something he shouldn't have other person did commit murder i can't fully blame him <laughs> okay um you get that, you then find out like he went to jail because of it, loses his daughter, his friend's raising his daughter. The friend turns out to be a dickhead and set it up and, and betrayed him the entire time. So then they make a plan to over overrule, overthrow the friend, but the friend's working with a dark witch who also has intentions and they got to stop her. Um, it's just kind of an adventure. Yeah, I think I, what I liked about the plot is like it is kind of prototypical, whatever kind of stuff, double turns, whatever. But the movie was more about the the journey. Yeah. Like, like it wasn't about, I'm sh- like a lot of movies, I guess it's like this. But I don't know. It felt like other movies, there's always like this, not all other movies, but there's like this centralized thing they're trying to accomplish. And obviously, they're trying to accomplish that in this. But it felt like 80% of the movie was that kind of, um, that, that quest, you know, that you go on in Dungeons and Dragons, like they messed up a few times and this and that. And it, like, it, it felt like a very real thing. It wasn't just like, Hey, we got to fight this bad guy. Let's fight him once in the middle, lose. Then we come back, which I mean, they kind of did lose and come back, I guess. But I don't know. I kind of like that. And it didn't, he's <laughs> digging out the carpet. He's frustrated. Um, <laughs> it didn't reinvent the wheel, but then again, like it didn't necessarily have to, it wasn't trying to be this amazing, you know, groundbreaking story. I don't think. Yeah, I think uh, what they were trying to do is, like, obviously every movie has to have a goal and you want to have a coherent story. But a lot of this was let's have fun and show that adventure, like you were saying. And they go through and they go to the under underworld, I don't remember Whatever, what they called yeah. it, with the dragon. And, like, you have that side quest. And, um, you know, you meet up with the girl and she has to spy on him. And you have that scene. And it's a lot of building up to something. Uh-huh. And then, you know, the the ending is fun and it's fine, but it's not. You know, he gets his daughter back and you, uh, you know, a little bit of emotion at the end. I got a little teary eyed. I cried. I'm not going to lie. It hit me. I didn't expect, I'll tell you what, I didn't expect to cry at Dungeons and Dragons. You would have told me eight months ago that I was going to cry at that movie. I would have called you a liar. I cried and I told Riley after the movie, if our future child 
if I die and our future child chooses to resurrect your next boyfriend slash friend over me, I'm going to be real upset about yeah. it. Victoria made a comment on the car ride home. Uh, I told her about it. She mm-hmm. was like, oh, so you would do that? And I just, I just didn't answer. There was beauty in that moment. Chris Pine didn't choose for himself there. He chose for his daughter. He didn't choose his wife. He chose her mom. Yeah. They that's, set that up. They that's wonderful. It. That's a wonderful thing. Now, are they are they hooking up? Definitely not. She said she doesn't like his lips. <laughs> well, she does meet uh, the other... I don't know what they're called in the Dungeons & Dragons universe. Her, yeah. The little person. I don't know what they're called in this universe. It's just like human but small. Yeah. Bradley Cooper was her first husband. Fucking loved that cameo. <laughs> that Fucking loved that cameo. That was great. Um, But she meets another one at the end. Yeah, and she like bit her lip at him. That was pretty funny. <laughs> a little, she's got a thing for being the powerhouse in the relationship. <laughs> I thought it was a little ridiculous. Speaking of the plot, the end when she, the witch is like doing this spell, she's gonna get the whole city to be dead people. And then what did they do? They just drop gold out of a, a balloon, and all the people run out of the stadium. And the witch is like, "Ah, oh, my plan's ruined." Yeah, all the people are now a few hundred more yards away. Well, they needed them all trapped together. If they disperse, then it's like, fuck. Also, the time it took. For that entire stadium to exit out. <laughs> yeah, we've been to sports like <laughs> events. That's not that's not happening. Can you imagine that that medieval parking lot? You know how long <laughs> it takes to get your horse back home? That's just not happening. Yeah, I just went to WrestleMania. Yeah. That was a nightmare. I'm sure. I no way. Not a chance in hell. There's still a lot of dead people at that event. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um and then like there still were some some dead soldiers that she got in the little red fuzz in the at the very top. Yeah. You didn't see them in the final battle at all. Well, she got killed, so everyone was relieved from her. Yeah, but you think they would have helped her? I don't know. I guess I, they were trapped up there. They were up know. in the top thing. Yeah, it's going to take them. It took everyone else a very small amount of time to leave that stadium. It took them a very long time to leave that stadium. <laughs> all that being said, I gave it a 13. I thought it didn't, it didn't reinvent the wheel, but it was what it needed to be, and I liked how they leaned into how they told the story and what the story was. And so on and so forth. Yeah, 14. One point higher than wow. you. I, it was emotional. Like, it actually hit me, but it was a fun adventure. I think it's because you're a father? <sighs> Fucking maybe. Changed like, man, Do you Jay. think of Xander in these moments now? Everything's through a different lens. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was fun. It was emotional. Like, I, I liked what they were doing. I would have liked more world building. Um, like, they did a lot to where, like you're saying, like the creatures and stuff. If you play the game, you're going to be like, oh my god, it's those. But for, like, a casual audience that you're trying to get into Dungeons & Dragons, like, more world building and more explaining this is what this for, town baby. is and everything. You want a Dungeons & Dragons TV? I'm not opposed to it if it's this fun. Okay. I don't hate that. Like, an eight-episode eight miniseries? They could have made this a series. They could have. Like, all the times where they're riding horses from town to town and they just cut. That could like be a, a whole episode, like, a whole 45-minute episode of them, their journey to get from town to town. Things about that town, things they comp they incur along the way. Yeah, like friends' actual Dungeons and Dragons like session. Yeah, so each, ep- each episode. I also just thought of something right now. I want to ask you before it leaves my brain. Nothing to do with the movie. I thought about this in the film. <laughs> okay, when you do your scale, do you think it starts at twenty and moves down for everything you don't like? Do you think it starts at zero and moves up for everything you like, or do you think it like starts in the middle? No, it starts at ten. And it goes from Have there. you ever played NBA 2K, like My Player or something? Yeah. Back in the day? You started a C. You started a C, and then anything good you do, it works your way up to an A. Anything bad you do, you work your way down to an F. Okay. 100% like that. You make a three, you have a nice little plot twist, you just got you just got a few points. You have a really stupid reveal that I saw coming from a mile away, you just bricked one. 
Stupid reveal. No, I'm just saying in general. Oh, this okay. is how you like. That's how you lose points. I started at a ten. Okay. Yeah. I do. You think about your score. Oh yeah. Like the actual numbers while while you're watching the movie. Um. Yeah. I do too. I'll think about stuff. I'm like, all right, that needs to get more love because of that. That needs to get less love because of that. I walked out of John Wick, tell asking myself, will Jason let me give a 22 in key elements? <laughs> like, <laughs> it broke my scale. It did. Um, good story. And with this IP, it's they can very easily just do another story. Yeah. Right alongside that key elements, Jay. Uh, what'd you think of it? So it's hard because we don't know all the Dungeon and Dragons like lore. Yeah, you know, and it seems like it's getting received well, so it seems like they did a good job in that. So I'm just gonna kind of give them credit, like blindly give them credit for that. You know, I don't hate um, it. Maybe I would have gave it an extra point if I would have got my scene I wanted of Chris Pine, you know, rolling the the d20. Yeah, or they could have made a dice joke. Yeah, why didn't they make a dice joke? You gotta put you gotta put like a d20 in here somewhere. Why? Could, okay, easy. It doesn't have to be anything consequential. That one scene where they're at the bar, right when they they get kicked out of the the castle. Guy doesn't have a coin. Bartender says, if you roll a 20, drink's on me or something like that. Would have loved Chris that. Chris Pine rolls a 20. Would have loved that. Why, why, why don't they hire us? I don't know. I do, like, I, because it feels like he was the lucky one. Like, there's a thing where, like, the the statue that she brought alive turned real and then turned back fake right as he was about to eat him and it just lands on his head. Yeah. That feels like something that, like, as a thing you mentioned, like, he, he got really lucky there. Like, he's a lucky character. Having him roll and get stuff. Would have been a great joke. Would have worked. Besides that, though, besides the Dungeon Dragons elements, which I'm kind of blindly giving it points for, you also give it points for kind of like that fantasy adventure type of genre that we've seen in the past. Um, you know, I, I don't think the action was, I mean, anything after John Wick's not going to look good action-wise. <laughs> you know, it was it was okay. I don't think anything really stood out in that regard. I'll talk about some things in visual cinematography once we get there. Um, but I think, like, I think the world building was solid. Yeah, they could have done more of it if this movie was longer, but I thought they put you in a place that felt medieval and it felt like its own world. You know, they created that well. And it was pretty funny. I actually was surprised how many, like, nothing like slapping my knees, but how many chuckles I got. That dragon was a good one. Yeah. Chris Pine had a few. His whole interaction, I think my favorite probably part of the movie is the whole um, quest for that helmet when the... Zenks character i don't remember how you say his name anks <laughs> yeah um roger jean page yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um when he was in it and the kind of that dynamic between him and chris pine was funny it also made me realize something that i'll talk about in characters about this cast that made me laugh um i i thought it was good i thought they made the movie they wanted to make they appealed to non-dungeon dragons people with the world building with the fantasy element with the humor i gave it a 16 out of 20 uh same exact score 16. Um, Copycat. Yeah, pretty much. I, I laughed a lot throughout this film. Very much enjoyed the scene of, of, like you said, the helmet thing. But even before that character, of them digging up the dead bodies and all the humor that came there. And then, he, like, the one guy's telling a story and then he gets shot in the face. Like, yeah, I don't really remember much after that. <laughs> like, that was funny. Um, it's I would have liked more of the world building and fantasy and and creating this world to tell more stories in in the future. Because I do want more of this now. Mm-hmm. I would have liked more of that. The action, like you said. I, there was fight scenes and there was action stuff. I couldn't give two shits about it. Um, I could care less about the action. It wasn't like, oh my god, look at that. Like There's yeah. an owlbear who mauls a couple of people. There's yeah. some magic stuff, I guess. You aren't getting any points from me there. But 16, I, I think. 
it did a good job of being a fun adventure movie. Um, while the world building was okay, it could have done more. Action could have been better. But you know, what Riley's going to chuckle out of what is that? The beginning when he's talking to the trial to get his sentence, <laughs> and he just yeah. kept asking where the one guy was. Yeah, Riley was laughing a lot. At that. I got a real good chuckle when he jumps out the window and they said, "We pardoned you." <laughs> it's great yeah. shit. Yeah, it was funny. It, it was it was a good, lighthearted fun. Visual cinematography tie. This is my most torn category. Ooh. Because there was good dynamics of the world building, and there was a lot of CGI. And in the past, I've given credit when it's like, hey, it's a lot of CGI. CGI is hard. I feel bad for the VFX teams. They're overworked, underpaid, all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I've turned a new leaf. And I think while there is a lot of this stuff that's passable, there was also some stuff I didn't like. Some of the like the set designs were just a, took me out of it a little bit. I thought the small Bradley Cooper... Just looked very fake. <laughs> it did, but I was too busy laughing at Bradley Cooper. Um, it was very fake. And there was just some scenes where, like, I don't know if they used the Mandalorian screen or if it was just blue screen. But you could, like, so tell. I, I don't I don't know, man. I know Mandalorian gets a lot of credit for that Mandalorian screen. I just, I, I feel like I haven't seen it, but I haven't seen Mandalorian. I haven't seen it used well. Everything just seems so, like, I don't know. seems worse than just CGI. Yeah? To me. I don't know. It, it, like, makes it seem like, I don't know, like, Thor Love and Thunder kind of suffered from this a little bit, which I gave that a good visual score because all the chromatic stuff. But there were some scenes in this where, like, Chris Pine was, like, standing in front or whatever and front and center in the screen. I was just like, I could so tell, you know, whatever. But so there was some CGI I didn't like in this. But there was also some thematic elements that I did enjoy. Like, I So taking a look, it looks like it was actually the team that brought Grogu to life. I don't think they used the um, soundstage. The, the thing Who's about. Grogu? Baby Yoda. Did this movie? Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, practical effects are thanks to the team behind Grogu. So there's some practical stuff there. I don't remember. Oh, there was like some thematic stuff they did that I really liked. Like the whole scene when she spies on the, the bank vault and she's getting chased in some of the camera work they did with her running as a rat and then changing into this and changing that kind of like that first person perspective almost. It's pretty cool. I really like that. Yeah. Like, you know, and they did some of those scenes like during the fight scenes, you know, where they would do cool camera angles twice. They did a dramatic zoom in, which got a laugh out of me. I didn't catch either one. The first one was uh, when they're putting the, the, the portal thing into the wagon. Okay. And it, like, shows Chris Pine, and then it zoomed out to the other three, like, standing there with the portal gun. But it was, like, Chris Pine's face, and then it, like, zooms out all – or maybe it zoomed in into their faces, whatever it was. But, like, it was, like, a dramatic, like – and then the other one was in the final battle. It was the same thing. It was, like, they were fighting. It was someone in the forefront, and then zoomed into the person in the back. I don't know if those are supposed to be funny, but they're funny to me every time. It's oh, like yeah. the office zoom-ins. They're great. <laughs> it's um, fucking funny. And they're so intentional. They're not just – you know, they're obviously very intentional. So – there was some attention to detail there, which I appreciate. It wasn't just a CGI slot fest, you know, put our guys in front of blue screens and in mocap suits and let it be a day. But I still didn't like all the CGI. I landed at a 14, tie. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree with most of what you said. I think while there is a lot of CGI, there isn't a lot of, oh, my God, that looks good. It's just yeah. it looks okay for most of it. A lot of the set design and stuff looks okay. The maze I thought looked really, really bad. And, like, the walls okay. going up and everything. I thought that looked really cheesy. And, and that whole stadium looked bad. But I do like some of the practical stuff that they did um, with, like, the dead people. I, I like the um, 
creatures, the different creatures and stuff. I think most of those looked okay. What are we laughing at here, Jay? Continue your point, and I'll tell you at the end. Um, overall, I, I, I'm one point lower than you. I gave it a 13. I thought it looked good. I think you get credit for the creativity and some of the stuff you did. While I think the CGI and how much you were trying to achieve with that brought it down a little bit. But it's almost one of those things where, like, it has to be CGI-filled. You know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah, 100%. It's kind of capped in that regard, I feel like. I think it's very similar to how, like, an action movie with no plot, like, that's better, in my opinion, when it's just a stupid-ass, like, baseline, here's what's going to happen, and then we just get a lot of action. And it's like, that's kind of what you want out of those movies. Same thing here. Like, I'm fine with the ridiculous world-building and underground lava with a dragon and shit like that's what you want in this movie so i'm fine with it not you know soaring in this category so the face i was making while you're talking is they've actually tried this before there was an original dungeon and dragons film trilogy like that was released yeah 2000 2005 and 2012 12 i believe the the second yeah so the second one was made for tv the third one was direct to video but the first one was a theatrical film and it had a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. So they let technology catch up, I guess. That's, uh, yeah, these don't look good. Yeah. Wow, that fucking, does that drag dinosaur, dinosaur, dragon have a helmet on? Wrath of the Dragon God. That looks pretty cool. <laughs> Turns out it's not a good movie, but it, it sure looks like it could have been. Make that. Yeah, so this was a reboot. Um, wow. Actually, a new Dungeons & Dragons film began development, Warner Bros., with in 2015, with reportedly starring Ansel Elgort and Rob Letterman directing. Then it was moved to Paramounts. All these other stuff was scheduled for 2021. Someone else took the project and, you know. That's Baby Driver. That's a Baby Driver, dude. One thing led to another, and now we are here today. Dungeons & Dragons. Honor Among Thieves. I think that's a good time to bring that up because I will say I think Chris Pine was perfectly cast uh, for this type of film. Last point. Sorry. I know you already transitioned. That's I also real had, fucking bummer. You're killing my transition there. I just want to tell you I also had a 13 for visual <laughs> cinematography and then I remembered the dramatic zoom-ins okay. and gave it plus one. <laughs> okay. But you didn't remember them, so it's understandable. No, that's the difference. That 100% makes sense. All right, continue your Chris Pine point. I don't remember what I was saying. I transitioned so smoothly. You said he was perfectly cast in this. Yeah, perfectly cast in this role. Like, he feels like he belongs in this world. Mm-hmm. Of, like, just this kind of, you know, former knight kind of character, now turned criminal, who's comedic and charming. And um, I-, I think most of this cast works really well for me in this movie. Michelle Rodriguez, I know her very, very specifically from Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. where she also dies and comes back to life. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. But there's no magic there. It's just happens. Retconning. That's the magic, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked her in this movie. She actually was kind of like, she was the badass, obviously. But mm-hmm. there was also like some sweet moments with her and the daughter. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And the the ex-husband and battling through, you know, Bradley Cooper's missing him i i would miss him too i i would <laughs> leave bradley my tribe i would leave my tribe for bradley cooper there had to have been a meeting like we gotta get someone who this michelle rodriguez her character like misses like you know she's kind of rough around the edges doesn't seem like the romantic type like we want people to be like yeah i understand why they miss why she misses him 
And is there a better option for that than Bradley Cooper? I'm not sure. No. The answer is no. There's not. <laughs> I love the big name actor. Hold on. What if it was Vin Diesel? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but And he comes into town just hauling ass on a horse. <laughs> well, the good thing with Vin Diesel, if they did that scene, they wouldn't have to shrink him in post-production. He's just short enough already. <laughs> oh, shit. Shots fired. That's uh, He's not going to like that. <laughs> I'm sure he'll hear it, Ty. <laughs> um, I fucking... Oh, I love the the big name actor in a very small cameo. Uh, Victoria finally watched Bullet Train for the first time last night, and Channing Tatum, uh, Channing Tatum, yeah, cameos as the guy that he just hits up like, "I need you to do something." He's like, "Is this sex stuff?" Yeah, very funny. Love those cameos. What? So, do you know why she wanted to watch Bullet Train finally? Um, some sort of fan cam thing. Yeah, on, Aaron Taylor um, Johnson, Riley Tangerine. Shorter. Yeah, and which I wasn't her. I wasn't happy about, but I love Bullet Train. It's a fun movie, so I was like, okay, still fun. Second watch. Oh yeah, good time. Good I watch. Need to rewatch. Emotional. I forgot one of the the twists with the brother. We reviewed it. We've said all spoilers carry over every episode. Yeah. I'm going in that the one brother dies, and then it's like, haha, just kidding, he's not dead. But then the other brother's yeah. dead. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck, we still feel that pain. Those brothers are great. Yeah, the wonderful. Thomas, Thomas the Train guy. They're very popular on TikTok right now. Not Tangerine, but the other one. Orange, whatever his name is. Lemon? Lemon. Lemon and Tangerine. No, both of them are very popular on TikTok. It's the meme. It's the, the template of both of them, like, looking around and looking at each other and, like, looking down. Lots of lots of TikToks with them. What'd you give your score? Uh, I don't think I did. I know. Um, What'd you give it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked them a lot. I thought they they worked together as a cast. The two little the the Albert lady and the side character are fine. Uh, I gave them fourteen out of twenty. Okay. Um, two notes about the characters. One, I do think Chris Pine is pretty good in this. Um, I like Chris Pine. I seem to enjoy the things he does, even in a bad film like Don't Worry Darling. I think he was good. Very good. Haven't seen a lot of his work, but I feel like the work I have seen. Um. Wonder Woman 1984, though. Maybe not. I mean, he's just... He's a carryover from the first one. He's finding that. He's trying to find another thing I've seen him in that I like. I don't know. He voices the first Peter Parker in in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I'm now noticing I haven't seen much Chris Pine stuff. But I seem to like him when he's in it. That being said, first dream casting that the studio was definitely pitching when they were sending this to investors was Ryan Reynolds in this role, right? Not saying it would have been better. Not saying I'm saying when they developed their investor pitch, whatever. I will, I'll tell you, Ryan I, Reynolds is a little too white collar for me. I feel like he couldn't slum it up as a knight and get dirty. Well, you think he's too big now? You think maybe ten years ago, Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds plays a really good office guy. I don't know if he plays a knight. Okay. Chris Pine's got that five o'clock shadow that Ryan Reynolds could never pull off, even though Ryan Reynolds has like a permanent five <laughs> o'clock shadow. But it's a different kind of shadow. One's earned working in the sun. One's earned working under uh, lights in an office. You know? Do you agree that this is like... I, I could see Reynolds in this, though. Kind of the... Maybe he would have been too sarcastic. I don't know. I just felt... It's very much his type of character that he plays. That wasn't my number one, though. My number one point. I think you're going to love this one. Michelle Rodriguez's character. Mm-hmm. That was 100% gonna, supposed to go to Gina Carano, wasn't it? Before her controversy. Ooh. Right? That whole role felt like Gina Carano written all over it. She yeah. had her controversy. It was like, let's open this up. Oh, Michelle yeah. Rodriguez, she's pretty good in Fast and Furious. Let's take a step back and get a different badass. Yeah. I just, the whole time I was watching it, I just couldn't stop thinking, like, this feels like Gina Carano. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. I think that's a good call. Former MMA fighter, you know, 
makes sense as the badass. And then she had, you know, controversial things, hateful things. I don't remember what she said. I just remember it was hateful. Don't have to bring it back up. <laughs> I don't um, remember either. But no, the, the cast was good. I thought the casting was good. Um, I really liked the the Ank character, uh, Roger Jean Page. Roger Jean Page. He I'm was very he's good. French. I don't know. I said it like tried saying it like a Frenchman. I think he is French. Is he a Bridgerton guy? In Bridgerton? I believe so. Yes. Um, Feels the, like he would be in Bridgerton. The Simon character I enjoyed. Um, the I believe Kira. you're killing me with these fucking names, Jay. Who's Simon? Simon's the the sorcerer. Okay. <laughs> the Kira girl was fine. The daughter. Not the daughter, sorry. The, Daughter's uh, Kira. Doric. Albert? Yeah. Doric. The Maybe. shapeshifter. Sophina? I don't fucking know, Jay. I thought I thought the acting was fine in this. I, it didn't blow me away, though. I, I landed one under you at a 13 out of 20. Okay. I, I, again, I don't think it was anything incredible, incredible. I think that the comedy works. The chemistry between them feels authentic enough. It is, yeah. Um, And I think that that... It's just when you have a lot of characters and it all kind of feels organic and good, like, like you're going to get credit from me. The way I think I viewed it was I always break it down kind of half main character, half side characters. I kind of broke it down like everyone was good in this. Maybe not great. Within the lines for us is a 65 or higher. So I'm going to give it the within the line score in each of the 10 categories of a 6.5 out of 10. 6.5 plus 6.5 is 13. Got it. That was my logic behind this. It actually was pretty thought out. Okay. I don't hate that. I want to point that out. Thoughts on Hugh Grant as a villain? Because I'll tell you, Hugh Grant, very British. Um, I thought he was fine. I actually kind of liked him. I like British people as villains. Why is that, Ty? Is that know. your patriotism shining through? I think so, yeah. Just some calling back to the Revolutionary War. <laughs> I like when British people lose. When like British people do <laughs> ancestry or... What's the thing you did? What's it called? 23 and Me? 23 and Me, yeah. Do they get American? I feel like that's not a thing. What do you mean? Like, you never see American on your ancestry. Um, As someone who's one-eighth Native American. Okay, Native very American. Very much American. But, like... The the first isn't Native. It isn't it crazy, though? Like, think about this. Like, why don't we ever say, like... like Again, maybe it's years down the line. Maybe someone does it in Spain, and they're 20% American. It says that. I don't know. I just feel like... We're always like, oh, we're English, we're Irish, but like a lot of, I don't want to say all of, I don't know. I'm ignorant. I'm not going to bring that point up. I don't want to say it. Just say it. Well, I was just going to say like, you know, not all of them because there were the native Mexicans, like the Aztecs and all that. But a lot of the people in Mexico were from Spain. But if you were to take an ancestry thing, there's, you know, Spanish. Is it differentiated? I don't know. Is there Spanish Mexican, like, you know, Mexican with Spanish or is it, and is there Mexican with maybe native i don't know i just think like if you go back far enough all of it mostly starts over there except for like native american aztecs those kind of so i'm my main question circling back you don't think an english person would get american on their 23 and me that doesn't make any fucking sense jay because they've been in england the whole time that's where it starts americans get english english don't get americans well i don't know you didn't sail saying, the Mayflower or fucking from New York. Do you York get what I'm saying? Though? To London. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You just got it backwards. Do you get Canadian? Like, if you're Canadian, do you get Canadian on your ancestry? No, I think you probably get French or like Nordic. Yeah. Aren't you Nordic? Yeah. That's right. Like a lot, a lot of Scandinavian, dude. For a short brown Ty, person. I know we've talked about dressing up as Mario, and maybe this is the year we actually do it. I don't know. It feels it feels kind of cheesy now. That the movie Movie's came out. out. You'd be a great Mario. I would. Victoria could be Peach. Be incredible. Xander could be Toad. 
That'd be so cute. If not, I think you got to dye your beard bleach. You got to bleach your beard. <laughs> okay. Maybe not permanent. Just one of those spray dyes. And you just dress up like a Nordic man. That would be just, hilarious. I could do the God of War. Just dress up like Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I would love to see you with a, a dyed a dyed beard. It's not Put your hair in a mohawk. That's my ancestors. So I'm not culturally appropriating anyone. You're not? <laughs> I would love to see that tie. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I think it could be a punishment for something. Okay. You did have to dye your hair that one time. Yeah. Enjoyment, Ty. How much did you enjoy this film? Enjoyment. I think it was a good enough film. I can't say that I'm fucking raving over it. I'm not going to go out and tell everyone, you have to go watch this. It's a fun watch. It's a good time. I think especially once it's streaming, if someone asks, I'm like, yeah, that's fun. You should watch it. Uh, I don't think it does anything unique. Uh, it's not super memorable. I wasn't, I'm not, I was going to say the next day I wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> but it was a few hours ago. <laughs> um, you, this might change your whole score. You might wake up tomorrow morning thinking about this and be like, damn, holy fuck. I'll have to make an adjustment next podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. I'll update you if that happens. As of now, I'm on a 14 out of 20. I liked it. It was a good time. I didn't feel like I was bored or, or suffering through it at any point. But I'm also not obsessed. I, I want more of them. I like what they did. I like these characters. But I can't say I'm like the number one diehard Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves fan. Yeah, I landed at a 14 out of 22. I think it's a fun watch. It's an easy watch. A little bit long, maybe, but it's all right. We're going to the movies, baby. Who cares? Um, and I think that's why it has such a high Rotten Tomato score. It's just like this is kind of a hard movie to dislike. Like, yeah, big time. I know you said you're probably not going to tell many people about it, but like, I also feel like it's an easy movie to recommend. to like, If someone's asking, if my dad's like, hey, we need a movie to watch, and I know this movie just goes on streaming, I might tell him. You know, give that a chance. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, if someone comes up to me like, hey, have you seen this? Should I watch it? Absolutely, you should. Yeah. But I'm not going to go out of my way like, this movie was fucking incredible this weekend. And I think our parents' generation probably still stigmatizes Dungeons. I think a lot of people still stigmatize yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. I guarantee you if we tell culture. your fiance, my wife, out there that we're thinking about doing that bachelor uh, party, they're going to say some shit. And that might There'll turn, be some bullies. That might turn them away from wanting to watch the film. <laughs> the film is fun. It doesn't really have to be Dungeons and Dragons. Like this could be just any generic. They're kind of just using the IP to sell tickets. It's the family friendly Game of Thrones. You tell them that, they're all in. Where you got that from the internet, didn't you? No, not at all. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's <laughs> okay. a good selling point. Yeah, you need to trademark that. Okay. I don't or, think that's how that works. Say it in a review. That way, when they show the 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 commercials, when it like goes on DVD, oh, it jumps Tyler up on Wooten screen. Within the lines, the family friendly Game yeah. of Thrones. Fuck that's, yeah, that's a good one. Actually, fun fact, like I think I'm pretty sure I'm writing an article for this review, the first one I'm going to write. For the movie? Yeah. Website? Good yeah. stuff. And I think I'm going to include that now. Love that. But I'm not going to give you credit. You better. <laughs> I'll sue the fuck out of you, Jay. Everything it, you own. It'll be uh, Dungeon Dragons Honor. That's a wordy title. Honor Among Thieves Review, blah, blah, blah. And the thing will be... That'll be the podcast title, actually. I'll do that. Dungeon Dragons Honor <laughs> Among Thieves Review. <laughs> okay. A family-friendly Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's a good time. I landed at a 70 out of 100 tie. One point higher than you, 71, giving us a final score of 70.5 out of 100. That makes this the 91st movie out of 175 films we've reviewed. It is with the likes ranked. Yep. of Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, okay. Bob's Burger Movie, Outside the Wire, Eurovision, Enola Holmes 2, 
Um, Black Adam. Black Adam. I think that's a good place to stop. Yeah. I feel like in Nolan Holmes too, that's good comp right there. It's just a very fun, easy to watch movie. Adva- action, adventure. Not as much like, you know. Yeah. Sci-fi, but. Said it a million times in this podcast, so I'm repeating myself for those recurring listeners. That's the thing about our scale. You might look at Dungeons and Dragons, you see 91, you're like, holy cow, that's an amazing, amazing movie. It's a good movie. It's just a hard movie to dislike, which is why it has such a score, such a high score, which is why our scale is such a good thing because we are establishing it is it's a within the lines. It is worthy of a fresh for sure, but it's not above the line. It's, no. it's just not. It's not that next tier. No, but I all. feel like a lot of people would give it a 70 out of hundred. I agree. I agree entirely. Ty random rotten tomatoes movie review of the week. I feel like I've done th- I've definitely done this one and I might need to pivot at the last minute, but I can't think of a single movie to pivot to. Hit me. I'll, t- I'll see if I remember it. I won't remember the score, but I'll see if I remember guessing Well, you the definitely score. haven't done it, the audience score, because that's the way we do it now since you've conquered the first two. Yeah. What so, was the second one? Oh, I guess the movie based on a review. I review. missed that one. You got like a lot of... You want me to go back to that one? Eventually, once I get this. Yeah, I was about to say, you got to get this right. Yeah. So I thought this is my logic, because there's always random, but there's always some sort of string. I was looking at the movie, looking at the cast. Chris Pine. What do you think of when you hear Chris Pine? trees yes exactly you think of trees okay first movie that comes to my head about good trees. dinosaur dr seuss's the lorax oh okay have we done this film i feel like we have yeah i think so <laughs> that's fine i have no idea what it is especially audience score i was gonna do a different movie but it was a movie i know you haven't or seen. did you do Hor- no you did the lorax did i have i i don't remember that feels like one that kind of kind of gets slept on. Doesn't get as much. Am I, wait, am I guessing this or are you pivoting? I'm pivoting, baby. Fuck. Okay, what'd it get? 65. Something like that. I already clicked off. Damn, I would have been real close. I'm going to watch. Real, I may have got it. I'm going to watch. Not watch. I'm going to give you the movie where a child dies in it. I'm oh pretty my God. sure swinging from a tree or walking across a creek. Bridge to Terabithia. The bridge. Bro, that's the first movie that like emotionally damaged me. <laughs> we read the book in fifth grade. Yeah, and then I watched the movie, and that thing fucking that emotion like bawling my eyes out. Did that start your puberty? You Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that movie fucked me up. Did she die swinging from a tree? I don't remember. Well, I think it's something to do with the bridge. To Terabithia. Yeah, she dies she on the bridge. She didn't make it to Terabithia. Is the bridge to Terabithia really just a metaphor for the bridge to the afterlife? No. I don't remember that film at all. <laughs> I don't either, but I remember she dies. And Josh he's Hutchinson deal- is the main Yeah. Oh. I remember someone says something, he just beats the fuck out of him because he's so upset. That movie, I don't like that you brought that movie back into my thought. Pretty sad right now. Why are you sad, Ty? When's the last time you seen that movie? Fifth grade? Years, yeah. <laughs> a long fucking time. The first time you watched it, you never, you never did it again. And here's the other fun part about this, is that last time I watched it was when I was that young, which means... I don't know if that's a good movie or not. People could say that's a dog shit movie and my child brain was just like, this is the first movie that showed emotion. So I'm probably going to give this too high of a score, but I, I feel like it was a good mm. movie. Leslie died after hitting her head in the creek when the rope she used snapped. So it's kind of both. The bridge was a rope. Hanging from a tree. Okay. You were right All the there. way back to Chris Pine. What do you think the audience gave this? So... Viewing myself as an audience member. At 2007, the time. it came out. In 2007. Uh, I just dealt with the 
Star Wars Episode Three, right around that time. Well, I guess. <laughs> okay. So I just a lot of death going on. <laughs> um, I, I feel like I feel like it's good. I feel like that's a very well-known movie and it fucked people up. So I feel like most people are gonna be like good, but then I also feel like there's the side where it's parents and it's like, yo, this is too much for my kid. Not good. Would you say that about Xander? No, he gets to experience everything. I like that. I'm gonna guess a seventy-one percent. <gasps> Seventy percent, oh. Tyler. Oh. <laughs> One off. Oh wow. Oh, that hurts. That's a deep pain. You said seventy-one, and I was like, Phew. I'm never gonna guess seventy. You can make me never win this game by just choosing round numbers: fifty, sixty, seventy. I'll never guess them. What do you think the critics gave it? I'll tell you a tire. Seventy-two. Eighty-five. Eighty. So it is a good movie. Yeah, 85. that's why it was just the first good movie I had seen as a young adult. <laughs> as a young adult, <laughs> when I was what, what year did it come out? Two thousand seven. Was nine. <laughs> I think we read it in fifth grade, though. Does that make sense? I feel like that makes sense, right? I don't know. I, I for some reason I specifically remember you getting messed up by the movie in fifth grade. I don't know if we had like a deep talk about it in the fifth grade. I would, I would probably have been very vocal about it because that movie fucked me up. It's sad. It's so sad. Okay. It's his best friend. Full circle moment. That should have been my lawyer argument when you got uh, impeached. <laughs> that you were mentally, that actually probably still would have got you impeached. That you were mentally unstable from Bridge to Terabithia. Yeah. You like, cannot be held responsible for your This movie just actions. came out like a month ago. <laughs> you guys watched it? <laughs> Ashley said something, and I, th- I thought it was or it was Raymond. Raymond. Ashley snitched. Ashley told on you, yes. Raymond said something about some girl in a creek, and it just like I, it was like a Russian mind wipe. It just triggered my hand. I had to slap him. <laughs> Don't you speak bad about her. That's so funny. That's great. You're so close, Ty. Damn, that's a bummer. Maybe you'll get it next week. What are we reviewing next week? Next week, Jay. As I pull up the schedule because I don't remember. Oh, we're reviewing the not so great reviewed, but also people are saying it's not getting great reviewed because it's actually just made for kids and not adults. So don't be such a stickler. Which, no shit. Uh, Super Mario Bros. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, got like 50, I don't know, 50%. I, I haven't looked. It's not great. 48 when I looked earlier. A lot of people are saying the reason it's so low is like right away. It's like, hey, this is for kids. And all the critics are shitting on it because it's a movie made for kids. Yeah, me and Ryan were talking about this earlier. I'll bring up the point next week, but I think this is a perception versus what you got thing. What Maybe you not expecting? Perception. Expe- yeah, expectations versus what you got thing. Yeah. I think there are similar movies to this where expectations were very low. And again, I'll dive in once we actually see Mario and if we can make this comparison. Yep. But similar movies where the expectations were so low that when it actually was like, oh, that was actually kind of fun, it got a much better review. Whereas it seemed like people were actually. Expecting I this think it's, it's a Mario movie. I mean, of course, that's like one of the most yeah. recognizable IPs and brands on the entire globe. So yeah. it's still going to make freaking a billion dollars. And I'm going to, this is the most excited I've been for a movie since, I can't tell you. What's the last Marvel movie? I don't even remember. Ant-Man, Ant-Man and, and the Wasp. Wasp. I'm more excited for this than Ant-Man. I don't know why I said Ant-Man like that. <laughs> you spaced it out. Um, I genuinely can't tell you the last movie I was excited for more than this. I got to look at my... My movie. I'll rock it back. We got Creed three, Cocaine Bear. I was Bear. pretty excited yeah, for Creed three. I was pretty was excited. Time, That's like that was only three weeks ago. But so. before that, Cocaine Bear, Quantumanium, The Fablemans, which wasn't at, released. I saw that on a Knock whim. at the Cabin. You people, Banshees of Ed Sheeran. Maybe Glass Onion. Plane. Maybe 
plane? Were you excited for a plane like this? Not like this. Puss in Boots? Maybe Glass Onion. Honestly, Love and Thunder is probably the last movie I was this excited for. Wow. And that one broke my heart. So even though it's yeah. still got above within the lines, but it's way too my heart. way too high of a score from us. I'm excited, Ty. Yeah, it should be good. I can't say I'm not excited, but I'm gonna go in with an open mind, not expecting no expectations. You know, I just want a true, honest review of what what is in front of us, not what I expected to be in front of us. Yeah, and I'm gonna be a good friend and watch your baby while you go. I think I don't know what these plans are. I just say okay and go along with the show. I appreciate that. We do have to find someone to watch them. So that's a new I'm looking at them, baby. That's a new issue that I have. It's not an issue. Well, it's just a new situation. Yeah. Something I haven't had to do before. Usually the dog just stays at home. I can't leave Xander at home. Can we are we can we carpool on Friday, by the way? Of course. Sure. Riley doesn't get off in time yeah. since we have an early game. Real early. As early as it can be. Cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll be at your apartment. Go watch yeah, uh, a place. Go watch Super Mario Bros. though. To everyone else. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Mm-hmm.